0: Welcome back to episode two of Prep Work. I'm Bailey Johnson, the Dispatch's high school sports reporter. And this week we're going to talk a lot about football, which I know I promised was not going to be the main focus of this show. And it won't be. But right now, small sports and everything that's not football is still getting their feet under them after week one. So I'm sure we'll talk a lot more about that in the coming weeks. But for now, I think it's time we recap a little bit of Friday Night Football since we had week one last Friday and it was incredible to have high school football back. I got to experience my first Ohio high school football game and really enjoyed it. The atmosphere of Friday night under the lights is really unparalleled and it's something that I was really excited about when I took this job to get to go back to that, which are some of my favorite high school memories. I was doing the math the other day and realized it had been Six years since I'd been to a high school football game, which I couldn't believe because that's when I was a senior in high school, which to most of you probably doesn't sound like it was that long ago. But it did sound like forever ago to me and feels almost like another lifetime. So it was really fun to get back to a game on Friday night and to hear the bands and the crowd. I went to a small high school that didn't have a marching band. So to see the two marching bands perform was really cool and get to experience the sort of big high school football game experience with they set off fireworks after the game. The players in the student sections were so excited to hear the student sections battling back and forth, whether they were chanting scoreboard or we can't hear you or any of that stuff that's so common, but was so lost over the past 18 months to have a night that felt pretty normal was really incredible. And I know that around the city and around the state, a lot of people had the same experience, so... We just keep our fingers crossed that COVID doesn't creep its way back in and start impacting things. I know there are about 15 or so games that were canceled this past week. Not all of them probably due to COVID, but I know at least a handful of them were. So hopefully as school gets back in session and people are in the classroom, things don't progress and get worse because it would be really unfortunate to have a normal start to the year and then have things start to slip again. So I was up at Hilliard Darby to see them play Olentangy Orange. It was a little bit of a slow start to the game. Only seven combined first downs in the first half, but Darby was up 3-0 at halftime. Their sophomore kicker kicked about a 30, 35-yard field goal to put them up. I believe that was his first high school kick, so congratulations to him on that, I guess. Then second half, things picked up a little bit, uh, got the crowd into it a little bit, which was fun. I was up there to mostly focus on writing about the crowd. And when things were a little bit quiet after the first half, I was a little bit concerned that my plans for a story about the fun atmosphere of Friday Night Under the Lights might not come true, given that it was 3 nothing and neither team had really been able to move the ball at all. But early in the third quarter, um, Derby quarterback Blake Horvath ripped off about a 50-yard run to score a touchdown, which really got the crowd into it. And there's something so cool about... When a big play like that happens, as the player moves further and further down the field, the people in the stands sort of stand up and turn to look and see how far they're going to go. It's something. It's a moment that I always really enjoy, and it was cool to have, I guess, the first one of those of the year, first big play of the game, um, really electrify the home crowd. Get everything fired up. They ended up winning 17 to nothing. It was a big game for their defense, which lost a handful of important starters. And Blake was telling me that he wasn't sure how the defense was going to hold up. He thought the offense was going to get going right away, but the defense might take a few drives to really start to figure things out. And it turned out to be the opposite. The defense was locked in all game and it was the offense that got off to a little bit of a slow start. They run a triple option up there and Horvath does a good job Running that, but he's also got a pretty good arm on him for somebody that is in charge of a triple option team. He had about a 40 yard completion in the second half called back for holding. So, hope we get to see him show off the arm at some point this season as the season progresses and they sort of work to combine their triple option style that they like to run with having a quarterback that is capable of throwing the ball down the field. I definitely missed out on probably the craziest game of the week in the area while I was up at Derby um, over at Upper Arlington. They came back from being down 41-21 to Reynoldsburg late in the third quarter to score 21 unanswered points to win. Sports editor Brian White was at the game and was keeping me updated throughout and was saying that Upper Arlington didn't look so good. He wasn't sure how things were going to go. And then all of a sudden, late in the third quarter, everything flipped. They scored three touchdowns, came back and took the win. They scored the final touchdown with under 30 seconds left and were able to kick the extra point and convert that where Reynoldsburg hadn't earlier in the game, which gave them that one-point difference. And they won 42-41. Upper Arlington running back Carson Grassick was unbelievable from everything I've heard. I'm excited to get my first look at him a little bit later on this year, but he is an absolute beast. He's a little bit shorter, only about five foot 10, but really solid and hard to bring down. He finished with 373 yards to break the UA single game record and scored four touchdowns. And his teammates have a little website going for him to try to get him a division one scholarship offer, which is fun to see. I love that sort of energy among teammates and them supporting each other like that. Not to be outdone by Grasik. Uh, Jalen Jennings over at Harvest Prep, a Bowling Green commit, scored five touchdowns, including a long of 91 in their win. They won 60 to 34 over Eastmore Academy. Big win for them. That game was one that I talked about last week as being one of the bigger week one games, given that those teams have met a few times in the past in the beginning of the season and both tend to go on to have pretty good years. So. One of the top teams in the area, Pickerington Central, went up to Massillon, Washington, in a matchup of state runner-ups from last year. Pick Central was obviously runner-up in D1, and Massillon, Washington, was runner-up in D2. It was Pick Central that ended up getting the win. They've got a new starting quarterback in Braden Mantooth. He seemed to run the offense really well. Defensive line, with which has four Division I players, was really, really strong. Pick Central, of course, we all know is going to be a fun team to watch this year, and their Week 1 performance certainly showed that They are expecting to keep up all of their success from last year and maybe flip the script at the end of the year and come away with the state title this year. Who knows? We'll find out. I guess that's the fun of high school football. We've got nine more weeks of the regular season to see how things are going to shake out heading into the playoffs. This week, some fun games coming. A little bit less maybe interesting than last week, though every game always finds a way to come up with a good storyline and create some interest where you didn't necessarily think there was going to be any. Um, Pickerington Central is going to host Elder from Cincinnati, which should be a good one. Elder's got a ton of history, has a really cool stadium over there, so I hope I get to go see that at some point in the pit, but the game at Pick Central should be a really good one. Westerville South is heading to Westerville Central. They both won their openers and a crosstown rivalry game is always fun. Caden Saunders at Westerville South is super electric, really, really talented athlete. Penn State commit who will enroll early there in January. So I guess we have to take our opportunities to see him while we've got them and he should be just super fun to watch this year. Marysville will finally get to open their season after their week one game was canceled due to COVID protocol issues with their intended opponent. Gabe Powers, linebacker up there, is an Ohio State commit, has super high hopes for them this year. Um, He's also their starting punter, which... I just think it's fun. I'm sure they're raring to go after not being able to find a team to play in week one. There was a lot of shuffling of the schedule. Some teams were able to find opponents, like Watterson was supposed to play Whetstone and ended up finding a team to play. Marysville, even though their game was canceled pretty early on in the week, weren't able to get things sorted. So I know they're looking forward to getting going this week. And in the non-football sports, volleyball, field hockey, soccer, and cross-country, all got going over the weekend. Golf's been going for a little bit now, so look for more coverage of those and more discussion of all those sports on this show as the season heats up and continues. There's not a whole lot to talk about out of week one. A couple of strong performances from people like Lucy Keeler at Olin Tangi Liberty on the field hockey team. She had a hat trick in their four nothing win. Abby Rice, the goalie at Upper Arlington, opened her season with a shutout the first time she's played goalie at the high school level. She's always played goalie on her club teams, and it's what she'll play at Tennessee next year. But this is the first season she's gotten to play goalie in high school, and it started off well with a shutout. Her coach told me last week that he wouldn't be surprised if she's one day the goalie on the um, U.S. women's national team. And she is in the player pool for the U18 women's national team. So she's on the path to make that happen. In baseball, though it's not baseball season, it's baseball all-star game season. And Jacob Miller, Louisville commit pitcher at Liberty Union, pitched in the perfect game All-American game Sunday night at Petco Park in San Diego. And then Monday morning when Baseball America released their top 50 draft rankings for high school players um, for this coming year MLB draft, he was ranked at number 13. So we're a long way from baseball season, but one of the top players in the country right in our backyard and definitely someone to keep an eye on on the way to baseball season. We've also got Athlete of the Week is back, which I know is exciting for a lot of longtime supporters of high school sports around here. Something that our sports editor, Brian White, has been working hard on and got the week one poll out now. Voting is open through 4 p.m. on Friday. You can find it on Dispatch.com and a variety of other places. So we can take a little look at this week's ballot. Right now, after the poll's been up for a few hours, as of Monday afternoon, KJ Benedict, the quarterback at Bloom-Carroll, is currently leading the poll. So if you don't want him to win, make sure you get your votes in for somebody else. He had 186 yards and three touchdowns in their game on Friday. Elsewhere on the ballot, we have Ella Franz, a tennis player at Olentangy Berlin. She's undefeated so far this year, 3-0 and in singles matches. Won both of her matches last week in straight sets. Carson Gresick, as we talked about Superstar running back at Upper Arlington, 373 yards, four touchdowns in their win. Also on the ballot are Stephen Bird from Canal Winchester, though he missed the entire third quarter with a leg cramp. He still finished with 130 yards and three touchdowns. Tyler Boucher at West Jefferson, their quarterback, 297 yards, four touchdowns and a big win for them. They believe they started on the road, so a good road win to the Open that season. Carrie Holenbaugh from New Albany Golf shot a 60 last week at the Lady Elk Invitational, including a hole-in-one. Definitely someone to keep an eye on this season. New Albany Golf is going to be really good, as they have been and will continue to be. Jalen Jennings, who we talked about at Harvest Prep, running back 229 yards and five touchdowns, including a long of 91 yards on just 15 carries in their big 60-34 to win. AJ Jordan at Independence, also running back 208 yards, two touchdowns on 17 carries. And Orlando Camara, Pickerington Central football running back 178 yards in their win over Massillon, Washington. So a lot of good athletes to vote for this week. Make sure you get your votes in by 4 p.m. on Friday for, I guess, our both return to but also inaugural Athlete of the Week poll in its current format. A lot of fun stuff coming up this week. So make sure you follow The Dispatch on Twitter at Dispatch Alerts. Me on Twitter at Bailey A. Johnson underscore. The Dispatch high school sports account on instagram at dispatch sports and please send me any and all tips story ideas feedback thoughts feelings weather reports i am a little bit concerned if i would have just seen that it might rain friday night during the football game so if somebody would like to tell me otherwise i would appreciate it and if you'd like to support local journalism and support me continuing to cover high school sports you can visit dispatch.com slash subscribe now thanks for listening